Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell. Today, we're talking about being alone, feeling alone. I think this is, I find myself saying this a lot, this is a big one for all of us, but the truth is there's been a lot of big ones for all of us, and this is. I can remember just that awful alone feeling, terribly alone as a child, I mean, I just had that alone feeling a lot in my life. And, you know, I just had a conversation actually recently about this woman was sharing how alone she felt. And it was, you know, it's interesting that you can be with a crowded room of people, right? And feel very alone. You can be in a love relationship with someone and feel very empty and very alone. And my experience is that that feeling alone, it actually has a lot to do with us and our connection to ourself. So how strong is your connection to yourself? How connected are you to you? I used to, you know, correlate being alone. I was afraid to be alone, to be honest with you, right? And many of us are. People stay in relationships for, you know, many, many years or stay lifetimes with people because the fear of being alone is so great. You know, the truth is, and I'm not going to go in this area right now, but the truth is, is that we are never alone. And I'll come back to that one. But let's talk about this feeling of being alone and where it really comes from. So I had a fear of sitting, you know, in a room alone in the beginning of my spiritual journey, you know, I would hear words like meditation and, you know, journaling and setting time for yourself. And it was terrifying for me. And if you've been, you know, listening to me for a while, you know that there's nothing to it. But what happens is in the beginning of the journey, when you sit alone, if you're not used to not having radio, TV, music, something on to be like your supporter, what starts to come up is probably the bad feelings, the memory pictures of the past, of things that didn't go well, the things you do regret, the bad feelings you did have to experience with your mom, with your dad, with people in school, teachers, right? Bad situations. All of that stuff, you know, in the beginning, it, it comes around, but it's coming around for a very good reason, okay? This is your work that needs to be done. And my fear was in if I allow these memories, I remember my grandmother, she used to say to me all the time, a penny for your thoughts. And I didn't like it because I knew what she was trying to do. <laughs> she was trying to get me to talk about the horrific things that I had experienced, right? And she knew I carried a heavy burden. And she thought somehow if she could be that person, and I appreciate it so much, right? And, and look, I'm that person for many people right now. And it's my greatest joy to be that. But I know what she was trying to do. She was trying to help me. But I was so afraid and I was so tired of the harsh reality of the sadnesses that I carried. And you too might feel that way, that when I was an adult 
And I knew on some level that the only way to peace and happiness for myself was to walk through the fire, you know, of the sadness, the pain, the regret, the shame, all of the things that I carried. And so I thought, oh, crap, I can't deal with that. I'm going to fall apart. I'm the mother of three children, you know, and they were young at that time. I have to keep this together. I got to keep it together. It's those things that come into our mind. What I thought was, if I allow those things to come up and I allow the space of the contemplation and the, and the quiet space for them to come in and move around, and if I had to stay in that place of seeing them and feeling them, then I might fall into tears, fall apart, and I'd never be sane again. I was worried about going crazy because there were many times in my life I thought I was. And I know now that it wasn't me going crazy. It was me running from my past, denying myself, and ultimately not being connected to me and my feelings and my navigation. So, you know, it's funny. I started this podcast really differently than I thought because I just like took a bunch of notes because I had a whole itinerary of where this is going. And that's fine. But I wanted to, um, I realize I haven't looked at one note yet. So... I want to offer this to you. I, it's funny, I want to almost say I am with you. I am with you. Of course, I'm not physically with you. But if you listen to me and you listen to my podcast, I believe we're all connected. And you can imagine that I'm sitting with you, as corny as that may sound, because it's going to be okay. And you are meant to look at these things. You are meant to allow them to come up, allow them to be acknowledged, allow them to be felt, and you will be amazed at what starts to happen. If you cry for an hour, God bless you. I had a client on the phone yesterday. She said, I cried for 30 minutes. I said, amen, because that's the beginning. Let these things come up and move through you. Be brave enough to take the chance. That is the only way to freedom and happiness. You're cleaning out your closet. You're cleaning out all the stuckness, all the things that haven't moved. The days of not talking about it, not allowing it to come up, not doing your work are over. This is the hard work. And it's time to allow these things that have been with you for so long to come up. And you'll find the more you allow them and the more moments you allow in your car, by yourself, you know, wherever you are, lock yourself in your bathroom or your closet, go have your cry, go have your moment, get out in nature, get out in nature. Allow the energies, allow the planet to support you. You came here to be an emptier vessel and not carry these burdens around with you. This is the first step in feeling less lonely. And you will find that in doing this, you begin this loving relationship with yourself where you're holding space for you to go through this like I would if I was sitting with you. It's time for us to hold space for ourselves in a way that we haven't done before, you will find that your loneliness will dissipate because your relationship with yourself becomes stronger. 
You become that parent. You become that best friend to yourself that you've needed your entire life, but you didn't know how to get there. And this is the way. So that's the personal loneliness. Now I want to I want to shift into another loneliness thing, and that is that we, we always feel alone. And I want you to know we are never alone. We are living in a world where a lot is happening that we cannot see. And there are forces of life that are around you all of the time that you cannot see. And I want you to trust in this because it will ease your mind and it will ease your heart. It will ease you. And I'm going to share with you how I know this to be true. And I'm not forcing this, but I am inviting you to have an open mind. And what if, right? What if the angels were true? What if the galactic beings were true and they were here all to offer loving support, right? So let's open our minds in this moment and just think about it. Uh, I wanted to believe this a long time ago, but it was hard for me to believe. Even though I'll tell you, my grandmother, my Nana, would sit with a rosary for hours and hours. And she would talk to all of the angels, and she would talk to Jesus, and she would talk to Mother Mary mostly. And there was a part of me who thought she was nuts. And now guess what? I might not be holding the rosary, but I do the same thing. And there are many people out there who are coming forward and sharing that with you as well. I used to hire psychics and every now and again because they could read the energies of probability or potentiality. That's what they do. They read the energies, right? They might read around you, where you've been, what you've done. Long story short is I was... You know, I was getting ready for my meeting, and I, uh, I was, you know, looking in the mirror, putting on the makeup. I was just going, going about my business in the morning, getting ready. She was coming around 10 o'clock in the morning. So I'm sitting there with her, and um, she said to me, first things out of her mouth are like, they're wondering why you're inspecting yourself so much in the mirror. What are you looking at? What are you hoping to find, right? And why is there so much judgment around you? And it's interesting because I did take a moment in the mirror. I remember I was putting on my eyeliner and I did look at myself and I was looking at every line on my face and every what I called imperfection and I was I was criticizing judging doing all those things that I think we've learned how to do and here I was in that moment with her and she's telling me what she would have had no idea what I was experiencing she would have had no idea what was going on in my bathroom that morning. And here I was getting confirmation that I am not alone. And that's, that's just one example. The other example I want to share with you is, and, and you may have heard this story before, when I was a child, there was a lot of time 
when I was kind of on my own during the day, I was always alone, right? And <laughs> we all have those boredom moments that we remember. But I was also this very brave child. And I wa would literally walk the streets of Berkeley, California, and I was friends with everybody. I was friends with the man on the street. I was friends with the musicians on the street corners. And I wasn't afraid of anything. I was just curious. And it, you know, it was really a funny thing. But in my quiet time, I would have conversations and I did believe that I was talking to God. I did believe and I knew I was talking to people in the sky who actually, in my mind, they looked like they were just coming through the sky and they were in like robes and just chatting with me, right? Telling me, answering questions for me. And they're the ones, uh, and I forgot this memory until I got much older, by the way. It really wasn't that convenient for me to be connected to this, you know, this other realm, if you will. But I remember asking questions and I did receive answers. And the biggest question that I wanted to know is if I'm being watched all the time. And basically it was because a part of me kind of wanted to steal out of this penny candy store, but part of me knew it wasn't the right thing to do. And it was really funny because I was so worried about not being perfect, even at that age, not doing it right not doing this journey, this life the right way. It was very strong inside of me and I could also tap into the people it would affect if I had done this. So long story short, I had an early experience with what a lot will call celestial beings, right? Looking back, they're probably what I would call today my guides, my team, my team of light that helps me uh, navigate my journey and what I'm here to do. But I want to offer that to you because guess what? You have your own. You have your own team of light. You have your own guidance. And they are with you and connected to you uh, telepathically all the time. And all you have to do is ask. But, but in order to be able to ask, in order to be able to receive, we have to make space for quiet contemplation and connection to ourselves. And the more we clean out our own closet, the boo-boos of the heart, the shame, those things, make peace with things, right? The more we do that, the more space we open for ourselves to be almost like a hose, right? If a hose or a pipe is clogged, we cannot receive the information that can help us navigate. And there's extra navigation help. I mean, we have and we came with every single thing inside of ourselves to navigate this life from beginning to end and infinitely, and yet we've been so disconnected from it. And a lot of that is because of the programs, right? The programming we received in uh, religion, in the medical community, in the educational system. We've really been taught to actually abandon ourselves and to believe in something outside of ourselves because it knows better. And so I can look back on my own life journey and I can realize why this has been so important for me with a child getting sick, I had to leave that medical community. Um, education was always hard for me because I missed like the first three years of education. 
as a child. And then I had to play catch up. So I had a different type of education. I really relied on my feelings. And uh, even though I got off track big time, just like maybe many of you listening, it's, it's okay. It's time to get back on track. It's time to make the space, get connected to you, clean out your closet, open up to help that is there and ready to support you on your own journey. And I hope that I am one of those because, <laughs> because that's my greatest joy is to help people navigate and learn and really discover for themselves what I discovered for myself. And it's amazing. And this life looks like it's getting a little cray-cray. And to be honest with you, if you connect with yourself, turn off the TV, get in nature, you know. Because these are things that I talk about over and over again, right? You know that there's a lot of support. And you can start to trust and you can start to believe in all of that. I am going to leave it here. Uh, love to you all. Have a fabulous rest of your week. And I really hope that this was helpful to you on all levels, right? Within yourself when it comes to feeling alone, being alone, experiencing that lonely feeling. There is so much that you can do. And you don't have to feel that way for the rest of your life. But it is important for us to get connected to ourselves because that's we're supposed to navigate with our feelings. And if we're not connected to ourselves, we can't access our navigational system, our GPS. Okay? So I will talk to you all soon. Take care and thank you so much for listening. God bless.